Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us online today. We are beginning a new series called Let's Talk About Money. And it just, the reality is we talk a lot about money in our everyday lives. Uh, Jesus talked a lot about money. And money is a big part of, of our lives. And it can create some pretty big problems and be the source of a lot of stress and anxiety and I mean, even our global world, um, a lot of the, the tools that right now nations are using internationally to put pressure on each other has to do with money. So, um, because money is such a big deal, what I'm going to start with today is I've got my wallet here. Um, I've got some cash. Uh, some of you don't remember what cash is, but um, in the States, it's kind of this paper fabric thing. And in, in Canada, it's this really colorful plastic material, um, and you can exchange it for goods. Um, and so I've got a little bit of cash in there, and then I've got like the, the credit cards that we're all really used to. Um, and so because money is such a big deal, it's so great, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set it right up here. Right there, you can see, okay? So you keep your eye on it, keep your eye on it. Um, we're gonna just leave it there, and I'm gonna keep talking. And as I talk, you're gonna, you're gonna keep your eye on the money, right? Keep your eye on the money, and uh, you just watch. I mean, money is just so fantastic, so excellent, that uh, I, I'm just gonna leave it there, and you watch what it does, okay? Now, this is what uh, Paul wrote in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 5. He said, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And what he's saying is he's not saying uh, that the physical world is bad, but he's talking about the corrupted or broken side of our world and of our nature and our being. And he's saying, uh, whatever belongs to your earthly, fractured, broken nature, sexual immorality, impurity, um, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. So Paul is here and he's saying to the people, uh, the, the Colossian people, he's saying, uh, get rid of all these things that are in your life. Uh, get rid of greed because greed is idolatry. Now, what does idolatry mean? Well, some of you may be familiar with that, but in case you're, you're not or you maybe you've forgotten, idolatry is about having an idol, worshiping an idol. An idol would be a false god, a, a thing that you count on, a thing that you worship, a thing that uh, gets all of your attention, all of your focus, uh, the thing that you spend your life uh, trying to appease or, or please so that you can get something out of it. Um, and he's saying that greed is idolatry, is the worship of money. He's saying you got to get rid of greed because otherwise you are going to end up worshiping money. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking, well, that's not an issue because I don't actually worship money. I don't, money is not an idol to me, so who cares? But if we take a second here and really look at our lives, uh, 
Um, we do some things that seem a little bit like maybe money might be an idol. Um, let me give you some example. Um, have you ever dreamt about how a little bit more money would solve your problems? Have you ever had an argument about money? Have you ever lost friends or family over money? Do you find that you're holding on to your money tightly? Or that you're willing to treat others poorly if it means you turn out to have a little bit more money in the end? Do you spend more time trying to get it um, than trying to pursue people or health? Do you find that the pursuit of money starts to eat away at your character and because of that pursuit of money you find yourself to be a little bit more irritable or angry or grumpy or short with people or anxious and stressed? Have you ever had a panic attack about not having enough or the potential of losing your money? Well, that may not necessarily be considered the worship of money, but regardless of how you look at it, it ain't healthy. It is not a healthy relationship with money, and it may very well be considered greed, or the worship of money, or idolatry. Well, now, you may be thinking, okay, okay, so that, that's fine, but... Yeah, that may be unfair because, you know, money does solve a lot of problems. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that you can do with money and it, and it solves a lot of problems. I mean, because of money, um, you, can, you can solve physical needs, you can relieve stress, you have access to medicine, you can access hobbies and you can connect with people, you can go on vacations, you get to pay your bills with it, you can make some people's dreams comes true. Like if they want to go skydiving, then hey, you get to pay for it and they get to go skydiving, whatever it is. Or maybe you can solve world hunger with your money. Money can't be all bad because... You can solve a lot of problems with it. Except, you can, but money has rarely actually solved the root issues and problems. I don't know if it ever has. I mean, you buy more stuff to make yourself happy and, and sustained, but you end up going beyond your means because you spend more than you have because what you have isn't providing enough. You, you, you need more and more money to pay for the stuff to make you feel happy. Your, your stress doesn't go away. It still exists. Your, your family problems still exist. Your, uh, your, you get the vacation, the new house, the car, the clothes, and your relationship problems still exist. We have, we have enough money to solve world hunger. That money already exists. We have the resources and yet, we still have world hunger. We still have people in our own community struggling with 
what we call food insecurity. We have rich people who still face divorce, depression, alcoholism, suicide. Money hasn't solved all our problems. Money hasn't solved many of our real problems. This is what it says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 4. It says, wealth is worthless. Interesting choice of words. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, in the day of judgment, when Christ returns and judges us. But righteousness delivers from death. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe, okay, so we, we, can't, we can't worship money and, and, and money doesn't solve anything, but you've got you to admit that money can be good and that having money does some good. Okay, yeah. It's in how you use it, right? You have the money, and if you use it well, then it does good things, okay? But the thing about money is that that may be true, and you may be able to do lots of good things with lots of money, but money, just having the money doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Having lots of money doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Having access to lots of money doesn't even intrinsically make it good. Yeah, it's a tool and you get to decide how to use it. But on its own, whether it's a little bit of money or a lot of bit of money, it doesn't necessarily make it good. It can cause some awful things having a little bit of money or a lot of money it can cause some awful things it can cause greed lies covetous jealousy grudges gossip theft anxiety murder violence betrayal that can be based on you wanting to have money you wanting to keep money it could be somebody else seeing the money you've got and they want to get it from you and all of that creates this environment where people are jealous and angry and covetous where they see what you have and they want it, where you have these betrayals and people hurting each other and getting angry at each other and, and manipulating situations in order to get this money. Having the money, even, even if you have the money and it's, and it's only for good and you are only using your money for good, having that money can still lead or, or cause, not really cause, but can create this situation where other people are hateful toward you. And so even having a lot of money and using it for good doesn't make it intrinsically, automatically a good thing. This is what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, verses 17 to 19. This is what he says. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything 
for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Now, I don't know, maybe maybe you get distracted, maybe me, me bobbing my head around, you, you lost sight of it, but here's my money, and uh, it's exactly where I left it. It is unchanged, it didn't move, it didn't do anything, it wasn't on the telephone, it didn't make phone calls, it didn't set anybody free, it did absolutely nothing. It was completely idle. Idle mean like it just sat there, not doing anything. I-D-L-E, idle, idle. It was completely idle. I can put it back there, and again, it's idle. That's what money is. Money is always idle, just sitting there. What we need to remember is that it is always idle and that we cannot allow it to become an idol, I-D-O-L, a thing that we worship. So money is always idle. We can't, we can't let it become an idol too. This is, here's the thing. Yeah, money can be used for good. Money can be this, this resource that we have. Uh, God can use money and he can use it to do good things. He can use it to accomplish great things. It can be a tool that he uses. It can be a tool that we use. But we need to understand that God can do incredible, world-changing things without any money at all. Some of the most incredible Amazing things that God has ever done in all of history have not involved money in the least. Let's think about it. Jesus was born into poverty. Born in a barn. And he lived a life without sin. No money. Uh, Jesus healed people without money. Jesus brought people back from the dead without money. Jesus was murdered and yet refused to stay dead himself without money. Jesus can forgive your sins without money. See, God wants to free us from anxiety, addiction, greed, selfishness, bitterness, hate. He wants to fix our heart and our relationships. And money can't do that. Money can't fix those things. Money can't free you from addiction. Money can't get rid of your anxiety. Money can't get rid of your greed or your selfishness. Money can't, money can't fix your heart and your relationships. Only He can. 
Now, if we remember that money is always idle and that we can't allow it to become an idol too, then we're in a good spot. And Paul gives us that, that clear outline there. He says, you know what? If you've got money, if you're rich, then you need to make sure that you are storing up treasures in heaven by what you do with your life, not in how much money you have. You need to be living in a way that honors God. You need to put your hope in God. Your hope can't be in your wealth. Your hope has to be in God himself. He's the one that's going to save you. He's the one that's going to provide. He's the one that's going to change everything. It's him, not your money, not how much money you have or how little money you have. It is God himself that's going to do the saving and the providing. You don't need the money to be saved. You need God. You don't even need money to provide for your family. You need God. And if he chooses to use money as a way to get you those resources, he might do that. But it is God that is the one that provides. And so you got to put your hope in him. You got to trust him and you got to follow his lead. It means you got to you got to be humble that you need to Make sure that you're not looking at people and evaluating them based on how much money they have. To not think yourself better than other people because you have money. And to see the value of others without money as a factor. You need to be generous. You need to give and you need to give joyfully. And look at people and find joy in providing and helping and, and doing good with the resources you have. You need to share. You need to invite others into your life. You need to include other people in your life. And you need to spend your life blessing others and honoring God. Because that's how you store up real valuable treasure. That's how you access the life that is truly life. Let me read that passage in 1 Timothy again. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age for the return of Christ. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So as we start this conversation about money, and we talk about it all month, this is what I want you to remember today. That in this whole conversation, as you deal with money in your life, Remember that money is always just idle. And we cannot allow it to become an idol too. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.